Sound check. Sound check. One, two, three. This is Will. I'm the loud one. This is Dan. I am the normal volume one. Correct. Correct. We were doing a sound check, but let's just start the podcast. This is While I Talk. I'm Dan. (laughs) I'm Will. (laughs) Um, It is the first week of September. Yep. The population that uses... Longville, Minnesota went down by like 94% mm-hmm. on Monday. We got a quiet little town now. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's the best time here. I would agree. It's beautiful. It's sort of, uh, what's that word I like so much? My wife gives me a bunch of crap for, because uh, it's the type of, it's melancholy, I think. Because you can, you can feel, it's the end of something good too, you know. It's the end of the summer season and that's a great time of year. But it means good things, like you're, you're rewarded. Okay. You don't agree with any of this? I yeah, know you yeah. just love the fall. I, I still am not sure if melancholy is a word or if it's a vegetable. Or <laughs> sounds like it could be a vegetable. It's like the feeling you have when you're kind of sad, but you kind of are right being with the sadness. Dan, let me tell you one thing about me. There's nothing sad about summer being over. Not one part of me is going to miss it. I, I just, you're wrong. You ever bail hay? <laughs> no. You, I was there for your experience. You unloaded one bale, one wagon of hay. That's not bailing hay. I, all right, fine. I would totally bail hay instead of just go right back into winter. Okay, yeah, okay. Okay, Dan. Okay, Dan. Anyway, we're both pumped about fall. Super pumped. It's a very beautiful day today. Like, this is quintessential September day. L- yeah. Lots of color. <laughs> The high today is 64 degrees. The sun's and it's out. sunny. It's yeah. beautiful sunny. There's a, a, hardly a cloud in the sky. Mm-hmm. It's just a really relaxed... I don't think a fish would bite today. <laughs> but it's really a relaxing day. Yeah, I was looking at Walker Bay today. I was at my in-laws. There's nobody out there. Not not a single boat out there. No kidding. Yeah, City Park was empty. Hmm. It'd be a tough one. That's okay, though. What are we doing this week? What are we talking about? Um, Well... We got the weekend review. Uh, we've got the pros of living up north, as far as the fishing, just the general life aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were, um, what to do with the fall blues? So when you really think you're gonna smash them and you don't, um, maybe some adjustments you can make, and also what to learn from that. I think I had a lesson in that yesterday. We got a what if, a preview. Preview. And we're out of here. Yep. Gonna be a short one. Gonna burn through it. Let's take a break. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-doc.com. Porta-doc.com. Find your local Porta-doc dealer today. Porta-doc.com. You know, it's it's that time of year where people are pulling the Porta-docs out. Oh, yeah. Yep. Good thing they're so easy. Yeah, it's funny because you, you know it's a port dock because they're down there watching those dock crews making sure they don't ding up that nice dock. That's right. That's careful, right. careful. That's a port dock <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Nick. No, just... <laughs> oh. But uh, it, was <laughs> it was a pretty good week. I agree. Um, what did you do, Dan? I didn't do anything but walleyes. We and? did a little bit of fish catching yesterday. Walleye fishing was good. I didn't have... Well, you and I fished leech. That must have been oh, right yeah. after the yep. podcast, huh? Yep, we sure did. Went up there on a project and caught a few. 
didn't smack them by it any means. But blue. It was real windy. It was real windy. Yeah. Um, every day's been pretty good. Um, they definitely will snub you sometimes, and there's not a lot of options. Like, I had one slower day on woman, and I could kind of feel it coming because I was banking on one particular school of fish. Like, hoping I could find some others, but if this is going to be a good day, I, this school of fish needs to pay off for me. And I got to that particular school of fish, and at 8 o'clock in the morning, there were seven boats on that particular Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. The day before, we were, well, me and George were the two boats on it. And Dan uh, Barfneck, he's a listener. Uh, I fished with him earlier this year. He, he was fishing it, too. He actually helped me a little bit right away with that spot because I'd been finding him out in, like, 25, 26 feet of water. And he, on my first pass, I'd marked a few we sat down to fish, and he just quietly said, hey, there's a few shallow, too. And then we ended up cashing in on those shallow fish pretty good. Nice. But, yeah, we there were a couple of us there. That was Saturday, Friday or Saturday. And by the time we left that spot, there were, like, seven boats there. Word was out. And then the next morning, there were seven boats there at 8 o'clock. But you're not going to have to deal with that much longer. Nope, nope, except for the weekends. Right. Woman Lake's been pretty darn good. I've been out there a lot. To, just like last year, paid off earlier than than Leech. Getting lots of keepers. Lots of keepers. Yeah, good year class that in that fourteen to sixteen inch Perf- range. Perfect. Yeah, nice ones to eat at least for sure. And yeah. Who's gonna complain about catching that fish? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Not me. Lake Erie fisherman. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. I uh. How about you? I shot a bear. <gasps> you did. It was sh- an interesting bear. It too. was a very unique bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't a giant, but it's a be- it's a beautiful Minnesota bear. It got a hundred seventy five pounder. Uh, it was a dark chocolate. It wasn't a black bear. It was dark chocolate and mm-hmm. it had a big white V on its chest. And don't, my wife doesn't know this, but we're gonna get that three quarter three quarter mount. <laughs> um, I already got her agree. I got her to agree to a rug. So why not just make it like a 3D rug? That's I'm gonna sell it. <laughs> I'm gonna sell it. I'm, I'm only, honey. I'm only gonna do three quarters of it. I don't need a whole entire rug. I'm gonna do a three quarter rug, 3D rug. <laughs> see if she buys that. She won't, but that's fine. That's you'll, fine. You'll have it. Yeah, I'll deal with the consequences later. Somebody and about was a, telling me maybe it was you. Like you, if you just make the initial request to put the mount in the bedroom. Obviously, they're gonna hit you hard, a hard no on that. Right. But then you can put it anywhere else. Right. Because like you, you already shut down in, option A. Yeah. Put it in the living room, <laughs> which is where you want. It. <laughs> oh, but uh, you hear about that seven hundred pounder? That guy yeah. Oh, that thing was yeah. that thing was half rhinoceros. Crazy. <laughs> How old do you think that bear was? Uh, probably isn't that. Probably only like eight years old. Okay. I was guessing 10, but I yeah, have no idea. It's right in the same ballpark. I don't think it's like 15 years old, though. Sure. Just lives next to the jelly factory. And- I, I think there's <laughs> like two schools of thought. Either that thing is eaten like all the meat it can, or it just doesn't move, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's been fun. It, that was, if you haven't tried it, definitely try it. It's, that was the most exciting hunt I've ever been on. So, nice. Um, really great. How uh, was fishing? You know, I fished with you the one day, and we went and looked at shallow sand with side image, mm-hmm. which was really interesting. I really enjoyed that. We found a tire. We did find a tire, yeah. That was kind of neat. Yeah. And uh, then I had a uh, kind of a bust. I had, I had weather just like today, and 
you know, we had a really tough day out on leech, and then we went, the next day was a lot fishier, went uh, spot a little closer, ended up getting into some giant bluegills and some nice crappies. Nice. Uh, that was a blast. Uh, and then yesterday morning, it blew 20 miles 20. an hour out of the west, and George Wells and I went out and fished the Fall Rocks. Nice. Dude, and a lot was, of people are going to be pumped to hear this. <laughs> and there was nobody else out there. And we caught him. Nice. That was probably the most satisfying, you know, wave-drenched morning <laughs> I think I could have dreamed up. It was awesome. George caught a 26 and a 24. Um, beautiful fish. And these fish just had to have just showed up because they have the brown bellies and they're super dark. Clearly have been in the mud for an extended period of time. And they're not super concentrated. We had to, you know... The longer the drift, it seemed like the more bites we'd get. It wasn't like they were just one big school right up tight against the rocks. There was a handful tight, but not a ton of them. It seemed like if you were in the scattered boulders out a little bit deeper, they were there. Could you see bait out there? Uh, it was way too rough. I could mark <laughs> an in, a couple of individual fish we marked, and we caught them. Yeah. But otherwise, it was not too much. I have heard that about the east side. If you can graph nice fish... Uh, most of the time you can catch those nice fish. I was yeah. talking to Phil from Pikedale, and he was saying, like, yeah, if I get a good mark and can stick with it for a pass or two, I can usually get it to bite. Either he pulls a lot of crankbaits, um, but then he's, sometimes it'll slow down, which is sort of interesting. You know, if you, you can just get a good mark. Did you know Nicole Stone was at Pikedale? I saw her. I didn't know it was her. Yeah, I didn't know it was. Uh, she was at Pikedale. I saw a picture on Facebook this morning. That's pretty sweet. She's a pretty... She's a big internet fisher woman. Yeah, YouTube. I think she she's from a, the Otter Tail area. Isn't she? She caught a muskie in a kayak. Isn't that like her yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty Over, awesome. Overall, a pretty good week, I'd say. Yeah. I was, bet a fair amount of people had, uh, like, can feel good about their their Labor Day weekend. I think it's been one of the better Labor Days, in recent years. Yeah. Maybe not for you on Woman Lake, but for me anyway, it was been pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. Adds up about the same. Holmgren was on Cast Lake catching all his fish on chubs. Couldn't get him. Couldn't get any to bite a jig raff. Really? He was really messing with his head. But I think you're. I think we're maybe right. Maybe it's just a. It's it, a decline. Maybe. And maybe we've got to just change up our strategy. Maybe we do have to go. You know, little. You got to go with lighter tackle. Go with you know lighter uh, mm, line leaders and yeah. stuff. Yeah. 10-pound monofilament. Yeah, do the Al Linder thing. But do, do an Al Linder impression. I can't do it. Really? No. Okay. Hey, I'm Al Linder. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty terrible. His word, what he says is, like, I like a lot of the stuff he puts out, though. Like, I feel like his information is pretty darn useful. Mm -hmm. And it's been useful for, like, 40 years. <laughs> he sent something out this spring about um, hair jigs. It's like... Al, I've been doing this for like 10 years. You're letting all my secrets out. <laughs> you got to just give a guy a chance here. You always talk up the hair jigs, and you catch like six fish on them. Yeah, but it's six fish I would not have caught on a I regular agree. jig. I agree. Dan. Um, should we do another segment, or should we take a break? I think since it's going to be a short one, I think we should do a break. Okay. 
This week's episode, as always, is brought to you by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle. Looking a longer ways into the future, Full Stringer will shut their doors in the fall, but they do have a great self-serve bait option uh, near the back of the store. Nice warm room you can go in, um, pay for what you buy. They've got waxworms, they've got minnows, they've got some bait buckets and stuff. Anything you might be missing in in a pinch, uh, stop into their after-hours self-serve. So, Dan. Yes. You live up here, don't you? Uh, yeah. You enjoy it? I love it. Would you say you love it 3,000? I do. Oh, <laughs> just a tearjerker. I know it. I just watched it again. I watched it twice now. I've watched it, like, a couple times. It's so good. Anytime I can rope somebody new into it, I like, that's a good reason to, to watch it again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. I love living in northern Minnesota. So, I, and I would agree with you. It is the place to be. Yeah. You got friendly people. Mm-hmm. You've got eight months of beautiful, well, seven months of beautiful weather. The rest you can just deal with. Right? Right. It's, uh, it's a great place to be. And the nice thing is, is when the weather is proper, you can sneak out and go out fishing whenever possible. <laughs> you don't have to drive three hours to get here. Yeah. That's exactly why. So George Wells and I were talking about this yesterday on a Tuesday morning when we went fishing. On a Tuesday morning. Yeah. And I still went to work in the evening. Right. It's, it's just a great environment for people to live in, and you have the opportunity to do what you love. Mm-hmm. And George was, you know, George, before he moved up here, was big on taking trips and whatnot. And we were talking about it. It's like you're, you're living for every single day. You're not living for that week you have off. Every single day you're living in, you're, you're in the area you want to be. Right. Yeah, just uh, we, we, when we were talking about the idea, I, I, I thought of it as like just boosting your average, right? Right. Your average day is pretty darn good. <sighs> it's the best. Yeah. What's the point of this, though, besides just to bum out all the Just people? rub it in. <laughs> I just want to rub it in. You know, you can take your vacations if you want to, or you can just live vacation. Think about, like, a vacation to Mexico, though, you know? Mm-hmm. It's quite a bit of money. What about just, like, two weeks straight at the lake? That sounds pretty nice. Sounds right? okay. If folks are on, like, the, the weekend warrior train, we'll stick home for, instead of doing a Christmas vacation, let's go to the let's go to the lake for, like, the second half of September. Ooh. Dirty dangles, boys. Dude, and everybody, in, well, maybe not the kids. You'll have to ship the kids off to, like, their aunt and uncles or something to get them to school. <laughs> you and the, your partner come up north. Fall colors are going. Oh, yeah. You can chase some grouse around the woods. You can think about deer hunting up here. And then, yeah, you fish every day. And you whale on fish. Mm-hmm. And you get to go to bed at, like, 830 because it gets dark earlier now. That is a very undervalued part about this time of year. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, the days are short. It's not as warm out, but I actually can get some sleep now, <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. pretty nice. Yep. Um, but yeah, if you're ever on the fence about it, the right decision is always to move up here. <laughs> it is, honestly. Yeah. No regrets. No regrets. All right. Well, that was all I wanted to talk about. I sure. Guess, that. It's a, just like a Longville commercial. You just did a Longville. Maybe maybe the Chamber will be our next uh, Ooh, sponsor. Maybe so. Um, what's, uh, so I heard you had a pretty mediocre day yesterday. Pretty mediocre day. Yep. Um, 
why don't you talk? I mean, everyone has mediocre days. Mm-hmm. Anyone who tells you they don't is lying to you. Right. Tell me what you what you do about those those mid, those early fall blues. Well, so. I think what I would have done if it was just a a a, a full day where I I had complete control is I would have moved lakes. And that, I think, I would have probably done that by, like, 10 o'clock in the morning. Cause I, Two hours in. I was getting the vibe, for sure, from from this particular body of water. And uh, we didn't catch pike rigging a big minnow on, like, Ooh. pretty pikey spots. You know, even pushing shallow, I didn't get bugged by a lot of perch. Uh, I was listening to Jeff Sundin talk about a tough day he had and how, like, when to make the make the decision to pull the plug and move and it's it's like lack of lack of any sort of action right like any inkling of life when that really drops off yeah your walleyes are probably not going to bite too good right and um those are the ones that really hurt because you don't have a great fallback these folks were were great and they were understanding and we we were fishing little boy and wabado i'll I'll Mm -hmm. let them know so we did have a lake switch option which is what we did uh, Wabado for me is more so just to get a bite type of lake instead of a purely walleye type of lake. Um, and that helped save the day for sure. Like we, we had more action over there and um, the live well looked pretty good at the end of the day, but it just felt pretty slow. How are the weeds over there? Are they turning pretty brown? I think the grass is brown. The eel grass, the celery yeah. is brown, which maybe is why, well, I know some of it is. We had talked about the crappie bite dropping off. And I wonder if it isn't just related to that. At least what we often fish is is eelgrass on right. a lot of these little ones. And if that's dying, that makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah, for sure. So um, finding living weeds would maybe be important. No no faster way to do that than to fish them, though, you know. Right, catch a few of them. Catch a few of them. Or the fish are going to tell you. Like the weeds are going to have perch and rock bass and pike and, and large largemouth in there. Um, and that's all we needed to do because the first stretch I chose on Wabado was dead too. And Ooh. I was like, oofta. And then we found one weed bed that had a bunch of life. And I was like, okay, I just got to find the right, the right spot. So we did some spot hopping and live well looked pretty good at the end of the day. It just felt like a grind, you know, long time in between bites. So what to do? Well, what I think I learned is yesterday was a pretty fishy day and like overcla- overcast, windy, windy, little rain. Yeah, it was spitting a little bit. But we also got like, we had a big boomer come through mm-hmm. the night before. We had a lot of rain the night before. And, and it, you know. It was I'm a real sure frog if, drowner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good weather for a duck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that sometimes I just get the, um, the, the days wrong. Like my prediction for the day, whether it's going to be a good day or a bad day. Some days I think like, ooh, the weather's not setting up right for us, and then the it's a fishy day, and I'm usually a day off one direction or another. If it's either going to be good before or good after. Yeah, and I maybe just am not great yet at predicting exactly when the the die off is going to happen, you know, or or when the real real tough times are coming. I don't know if there's a lesson to be learned in that or. I don't know. There I, might be. There's <clears throat> got to be a deep lesson I, in there. I just feel like I'm still forming my opinions on how the weather sets up for for, for your bite. And people often ask, like, "What do you do on a, you know, what are you gonna do different?" And there's not a ton different. You have to you have to find fish, and maybe they're slid out a little deeper. They're gonna probably look like they're little bumps on the bottom. They're gonna be belly on the bottom. But how do you make those? Even if you do find them, how do you make them bite? I don't know. I I mean. M- 
if you asked me that in the moment, I would just say rig a chub and just soak it right over their head mm -hmm. and for a long period of time. And we did that. That's how we got a couple of our fish yesterday. And we had gone over them a few times. But and finally you got bit. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you have to say about the fall blues? Well, I try really hard to to stay away from the from the blues, but if it it happens, yeah, I end up going really small and trying to almost kind of finesse them, but I end up going shallow and trying to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and you, I just a lot of times I'll work shallow points and I end up just kind of do it switches from walleyes to multi species, just trying to figure something out. Yeah, um, you know this time of year. You know, if the weeds aren't looking the best, I'll, I'll end up trying to fish shallow rocks and seeing what's in there because a lot of times you'll get a good mixed bag in those shallow rocks. But sure. That's about all I can do, I guess. I think a jig and a minnow, once, like, we get into that season, you know, even this week, being being creative with your jig and a minnow, especially on brake line fish or deeper fish, think about ice fishing, you know, how you can really, you can really convince fish to bite sometimes. For that, sure one normally just with your jig stroke and exactly what you're doing and if you can hover fish in deeper water i think that you can get fish to bite a jig and a minnow especially a jig and a like a medium-sized rainbow or a jig and a fathead a smaller presentation just by being creative with your jig stroke and maybe setting it on the bottom sometime i mean think about your ice right, fishing pounding stuff. bottom mm -hmm. i've got some memories of getting getting a, a few fish to bite i don't think you're ever going to as a guide, change your whole day. Like, you're not going to get everybody to be able to do that. Right. Part of the, the advantage for the guide, too, is you're staring at the graph, you know, so you can you can see how the fish are reacting to your bait. Right. I don't know. Fun problems, though, because there there's there's fewer and fewer of them as we go through the fall. and Less variables. Yeah. That's the big thing about, you know, what, what we're going into is you're cutting – Cutting the variables in, in essence in, in, in half, mm -hmm. you know, as far as where they're gonna be, what you what your ability to do is, you know. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. Let's uh. Let's break take time. a break. This tip of the week is presented by the One Stop in Longville. Uh, my tip of the week is with the big blows coming. You know, fall means windy weather, uh, overcast, windy weather, lots of drifting. Um, one stop's got a great selection of drift socks to slow your drift down. I could have really used one yesterday. Didn't have one. Definitely not going to make that mistake again. Um, so stop on in, check out the drift socks. Make sure you got one. All right. Wilbur is thinking about my what if. I'd like to hear people's opinion on when fish have leeches stuck to the inside of their mouths. Caught one of them yesterday. All right. Boy Lake is, the, uh, tons of them yep, have it. Yeah, almost all of them. And I know, I know the Shrivers once told me they had a theory about what, what that meant about where those fish had been. And I'd like to hear some, a few different theories. If anybody's got a theory or knows, like, where does that mean the fish has been? And what have they been feeding on? And are those leeches uh, a byproduct of that? I think it is. And I, it's, I, my prediction is that it is mud because the... the the darker fish seem to, to have them. But I don't know. And I do really want to know. Might call Carl from the hmm. DNR. Maybe he'd know. I bet he'd know. Carl how Peterson. Get, how do they get stuck in there? I'm sure they... They might be like a... 
I th- always kind of thought it they they latched on because they can just breathe them in, you know, when they're you know when they're have their mouth open breathing. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just swim right in. Right. It's not like I don't think a walleye would try to eat that. But right. They're too small. Do you think it would just be like the best feeling in the world for those walleyes if you took the time to just pluck those things out of there? I don't be think like so. flossing your teeth. Maybe like, it's just oh, like gosh. those those fish in the ocean that come. That's a hornet. Don't swat it. Oh, it's on your, it's on your nipple. <laughs> There's a hornet on your nipple. Maybe it's like those big fish, you know, or those little fish that come and clean the teeth of the sharks, you know? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm sure They're walleyes don't care. They're fine. But I want to know. So if you know, or have know. a prediction, let us know. All right. Are you ready now? Yep. Sudan. Yep. Bring, 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 bring. Hello. Bring, bring. Hello. Hello. I'm looking for the second best guy in Longville. Oh, you got the wrong number. Call Will Noor. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to book a guide trip with you. Okay. I want to go out of Stony Point. Okay. On September 14th. Nice. We'll be fine. What do you, I want to catch walleyes and perch. Okay. And I only want to jig a quarter ounce jig. That's fine probably too. I don't want to. I don't want to fish with a bunch of other boats. Oh come on! That's it. Since you're being demandy, uh, can you also demand that the wind have a little bit of south in it? It's only south. It's only south, south southeast. Okay, we're good. Oh, that's perfect. I know. I'm gonna give away my like few west side spots, but they're not like. There's no real surprise here. I only want to catch big ones. All right, then uh, we're going to start off on the east side of Goose Island in those shallow rocks on that east side, and I hope the wind is blowing pretty good. Uh, It seems, well, sometimes it's important, well, it's it's actually most important to just get your jig through there. It's real hard to get your jig through there if you're not moving pretty fast. Because you get stuck. Yeah, it's pretty snaggy on that east side. There's a couple little inside spots that... That, that I feel like I know pretty good for only being over there a couple times. So we're going to start there. Then we're going to fish uh, big hardwoods. And those fish are going to be real shallow. They're going to be in like five to seven. Nice. Um, and we're going to catch, I think we're going to be done with keepers real quick. And I'll be saying like, yeah, I don't know. Usually this is a big fish spot, but hey, we got a full box. <laughs> and then we're going to end, like after we have the full box and they don't care as much about catching big ones, we're going to go fish otter tail, and we're going to, um, we might do a shallow drift just because the jig rods are out and ready. We'll do a shallow drift or two, maybe get a 24 there, nice. and then I'm going to spend a little time graphing, and I'm going to find some nicer marks on that secondary, or the primary break, but yep. the deeper break there, and we're going to rig, um, we're going to rig some creakies and some red tails, and yeah, we maybe catch two more fish that are over twenty inches, but we also maybe catch a twenty nine over oh there. Oh my gosh! Yep, that sounds okay. Yep, and they're pretty happy. I'd be the a satisfied customer. Sounds like a guy who would give me a firm handshake, but he'd also try to establish his dominance with the firm handshake. Yeah. You know, like if you went in first, he'd put his other hand on the outside of Something, your hand. Something. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. And then he'd do a twist. He'd Ooh. get a twist involved. And real strong eye contact through the whole handshake. So this guy, do you think he? Do you think he says the first? Does he say the first word, or does he just come up and act like he owns the boat? Does he just come in, come right in without saying anything. I think he's coming in, and I think he's maybe stepping in. 
like a second before I want them to. Mm. If you're stepping into uh, another person's boat, I think most people listening know this, but the only thing they're really worried about if they're picky about their boat is they don't want their gunnel overlapped with the dock when you step in. Because that, like, even on a fiberglass boat, you know, like if it's just me, my gunnel will sit above a lot of the docks. And if it's overlapping, if somebody steps in, it'll down the side of the dock there. No big deal. But the if people are being weird about how they have their boat positioned, it's so it's off the dock when you step in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they don't want you to fall. Yeah, you got good why. balance. Yep, I think he's in and sat down before I, I even know his name. Nice. Which is fine. He's waiting for you to talk. You yep. talk to me, I don't talk to you. Right. Is that his kind of guy? Maybe. But then I maybe, there's so many like stoic grumbly guides out there. Like if he doesn't know me, maybe that's just who I am that day. Maybe I don't say anything. Maybe it's like 10.30 before either one of us says anything. <laughs> and it's because he's got a big fish and needs the net? Yeah. I'm going to need help. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty cool. <laughs> I don't mind a, a west side trip every once in a while. Dave Black, my buddy, he always he fishes the west side for two weeks straight. in Or no, not two weeks. A week in late October. And we, I always go fishing with him a couple times. I like it over there sometimes. Different. Different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that a pretty good one, Ev? I, I think, think that so. Was a, I think that was a good precursor to what's to come. Right, right. It might happen sooner than later because I was looking at the I was looking at the wind and stuff, and it's a lot of south, a lot of southeast. Our westerlies aren't really coming. There's one day where it blows like seven out of the northwest, and like Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. I don't mind a south wind on our side either, though. I'd much rather it be west at twenty five. That was so much fun. <laughs> uh, all right, what are you doing this week? I am fishing on, I think I got one day on woman, and I've got one day on leech, and that's about it. I got a, I got a slow week, which is fine by me. Um, that means I can go find some new stuff, play around. I bought a, four, I bought a ranger side-by-side today. So I gotta go get that. Oh, I got Mark and Mark Pordak and Jesse Scholler getting married. I'm the best man in that. Nice. So I'm busy body. How are you gonna catch your fish? Uh, Sometimes your if previews are just like life updates. That's I'm a busy guy. I know. People still want to know how you're gonna catch um, fish this week. I'll probably end up rigging a bunch. I don't think the jig bite's gonna be that great since the wind's not gonna be blowing. I think it's real situational when you can catch them on minnows. As much as I hate to say this, I'm going to end up using crawlers. I think more of the minnows the rest of the week. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm, it's, it is what it is. You know, if it wasn't for the weather, I'd, I would pretty much only be using night crawlers and big minnows. But right. Um, since it's cooling off, my mind thinks, yes, jigging a minnow. But the calendar says it's probably still crawler season. Sure. I'd have them both, though. Oh, for sure. I wouldn't go fishing without a minnow. That'd right. be crazy. I'd have a bunch of minnows. I even got a few leeches still. You can keep them forever, too. Dude, I left my leeches in my... I got a big cooler. I forgot all about them. They've been in there for like a week and a half. I went and looked at them today. They're like healthy as a horse. <laughs> I'm like, how is this possible? <laughs> That's funny. There's only about six inches of water in there. It's like, I better change that. <laughs> but yeah, they were super happy. I was shocked. It's easy, easy to keep everything alive now. It's fun. Way nicer. Um, I have a fish catching trip today on uh, Longville Area Lake. 
and then mostly walleyes after that. I am booked to guide every day for till like the 14th. There is a small disturbance that will happen at some point in that plan. <laughs> it's just a good disturbance. It is a great disturbance. Baby Ryan Cook, Cook Ryan. Cook Ryan is coming soon. It's definitely a girl. He or she is overdue now. But, uh... Is, does the baby owe, like, a library fee? <laughs> I'd hate to have to deal with a librarian. We want the kid to get here because we want the kid to have some nice fall weather. Yeah. You know? Yes. Some, like, like, today would be a great day to be doing a podcast with a baby in my arms right now. People are used to background noises. <laughs> so... I don't yeah. need to be the only baby in the room. Any day now. I think yes. I said that last episode, too. Yeah. Well, you weren't wrong. Right. It's coming. Uh, gosh, I hope folks are coming up fishing. I know Labor Day's over, but this week, this next weekend should be great fishing. A lot less people. Good weather. Musky tournaments this weekend. There'll be a lot of people fishing. Mm. Big musky tournament. Yeah. What's that one called? Is it the Frank, Frank Schneider? Frank Schneider. Yeah. And then the week after that is the PMTT. And the week after that is the MWC. And then when's the, the one-stop bass tournament? 29th. 29th. And then the one-stop walleye bonanza out of Sugar Point is on uh, October 6th. So those are both Sundays. They run from noon to 5? No, no, no. 10 uh, to 3. 6 to 3. It's something. 10, 9 to 3, to I think. 9 to 3. 4 to 9 it is. 4 a.m. to 9 a.m. No? Oh, now you're mad. All right. 9 to 3, I think you're right. You gonna say something? They can't tell you're mad. Maybe they can because you're not talking. <laughs> I'm not they're, mad. I'm just disappointed. They're fun tournaments. Both of those should be full. Oh yeah. If you, the Davis boys signed up, thank you guys. Dude, the Davis boys are gonna crush. They, I, I set them up with some uh, some June bug jigs. They got a fresh shipment coming. I got eighth ounces. Mm-hmm. I set them up big time. Yeah. They're gonna be ready to crush. That I was told, a good. That was a good jig yesterday. I told Parker that they would only catch pike. No, they don't. They either catch all the pike or they catch all the walleyes. It is the best pike jig I've ever found. <laughs> That's why I got them in eighth ounces so I could fish them in the weeds. <laughs> if I need a fish catching day, I got them. Yep. But, okay. All right. Uh, we'd take a question or two. Please. Anybody had one. And um, just a preview of what we're planning on doing. We'll probably wrap it up at the end of October. Before deer season. Before deer season, and then we'll try and hang it up for the winter. Try and do one or two in the winter, just to make sure you guys know we're alive. Right. That's it. Thanks for listening.